Above the Basement, Boston Music and Conversation is recorded at beautiful Woods Hill Table Restaurant in West Concord, Massachusetts. Woods Hill Table owns a farm in Bath, New Hampshire, where they raise their own meat. They offer a full raw bar and fresh fish caught off the coast of Massachusetts, and they even harvest their own maple syrup and honey for use in the restaurant. Local farms supply all their vegetables and grains, and Chef Charlie Foster uses international cooking techniques to create fantastic, seasonally-focused cuisine. Go to woodshilltable.com for reservations, or call 978-369. 6300. Hello everyone, this is Ronnie Hirschberg at Above the Basement, Boston Music and Conversation. We sat down with Jen Kearney, who is a local fantastic singer-songwriter. She combines funk, jazz, a little bit of pop, and Latin all in her work, and it's just great music. And we had the pleasure of sitting down with her and talking about her music, what makes her songwriting come together, and her influences. A review from Jed Gottlieb at the Boston Herald said that Kearney's booming soul voice and smart, tight songs provide the pillars of all the eight tunes when talking about her album, Age of Blame. And her band throws in a lot of awesome voodoo. For more information about Jen, check out her website at jenkearney.com. And here's our conversation with Jen. Hi, I, I'm I'm talking about my glass that doesn't have above the basement because I left mine at home and my kids love that glass. I need another one. I have two kids. I need to have another glass. I'll give you the one. The glasses that didn't come out okay. Like this is a kind nice of crooked. cow. Yeah, you get yeah, you get you the, get a defective glass. He, he, I got I know. I, well, no, he got a real nice one. No, right. I didn't. Oh, bring okay, it. so but he, he can lost only, his. He can only have one. Penalized now. You know, right. the, the glasses aren't cheap. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they are. Well, thanks for mine. I'm glad. Very exciting. This oh, one you're has welcome. A, this one has a cow on it, and uh, that's cool. Th- you have a cow story. Oh yeah, the last week Hill. we were here, uh, it was me, and we had a guest host, and and my sister came with. Uh, I hope you're not a vegetarian. No, she came I with failed. A, I failed uh, many times. Uh, she came <laughs> with a freshly butchered cow. Oh, nice. Yeah, weighed tons, a ton, yeah. a ton. Literally a ton. Yeah. Literally yeah. a ton. It's probably 2,000. Kristen was going to bring them down bag by bag. It was already right. bagged and everything like that. I'm holding my hand up. Yes. What, <laughs> what do you mean bag by bag? Because I, the, had, I thought you guys literally had the big frozen cow. No, it was already butchered. <laughs> okay. So the steaks were cut. Yeah. So in like okay. a giant box and the bones were gone and everything. Yeah. Well, Obviously. it was like it was like seven boxes, each weighing five hundred pounds. Wow. It was not a cow carcass that you no. just like rolled in here like giant. it was the no. old west. Yeah. Yeah, they, you know. they, we actually we led the cow down the stairs. <laughs> so we've been recording this whole time. Okay, but we edit, you know, we edit down to get rid of Ron if we can. Yeah, I'm yeah. on a separate channel that he yeah. can just delete me all yeah. the time. He, he's got a button. That's nice. <laughs> that reminds me, I need to get my notes. Go okay. ahead and talk. Hold on. The cows cows remind me of oxen. Yeah, they're the, they're the same sort of thing. Bo- yeah, bovine. Right? Yeah, they're both Is bovine, the and I don't know how they're related, but I think an oxen's a lot larger. Yeah, and I know that it has horns, it, I believe, and it, it carries very heavy things yeah. with carts, with carts. oxen cart. So, yeah. welcome to the farmers podcast. <laughs> I was going somewhere with the oxen. You were. Oh, yes, I know exactly where you're going. 
Yeah, because I I saw cow. I thought cow, giant frozen cow in the basement. Yeah, and then I thought of Jen's song. Yes, but I actually no. I I, I do want to rewind a little bit because I, what I wanted to say is thank you for being here. Of course, thanks for having me. And I remember meeting you a few years ago through Allison Keslow, who right. actually happened to be a, a guest on Above the Basement. She's cool. Yeah, Allison's Allison's the. Uh, I was gonna swear she's she's the cool. She's the bomb. She's, you can say that. She's the sh- the shy is. The shies. <laughs> anyway, she's great. So, um, yeah, we met with the um, in a songwriter series and yes. learned your songs and sort of you know prepared them without meeting you, which was sort of the whole idea of it. Right. And uh, I remember learning the Ali Ali Oxen Free song, which yeah, is year, uh, year of the Ox. Year of the Ox. Called, yep. And I remember thinking how unique it was that you played acoustic guitar on that. Yeah. And. It was sort of this stylistic thing where it was your voice, it was your style, but it was so different than everything else that you did with from Latin and jazz and sort of piano-based and both sort of in the same magnitude of awesomeness. I thought they were very cool. Thanks. So it was really cool to to meet you then and and to be able to um, play some music. So your question was... So Jen Kearney's with us. Yes. And... um, but weren't you going to oh, finish? Didn't you have a thought that you were told you to hold on to? Can I please? I'm trying. <laughs> I'm just going to let you guys <laughs> let you do it. There, um, what I thought was really neat this year, I forgive me, I don't know when it started, but there is there there's a guy named uh, Cotgrove, Mark, mm-hmm. who found your music somewhere out there, and you said, what, CD Baby? Yeah, CD so, Baby, when that was like the first online CD store, you know, this guy started and so mark cotgrove his nickname is snowboy he's yeah. a latin percussionist uh, in the uk yeah he found and he found warm your music eyes. yep that song and then i guess that's what i was thinking when, when we were talking about oxen is that he recorded oxen free he did um yep. and then better yeah and i listened to both versions and it's just it's really neat to have someone not only cover your music but just to sort of seek you out yeah. and ask you out of the blue right and just what a well, neat story yeah i guess it's been a few years though that i've known him so it wasn't completely out of the blue that we that he did that mm-hmm. this was probably like five or six years ago he was working for the bbc for the craig charles show it was like a funk radio show that was on bbc six and mm-hmm. i guess he must have been looking for music and found mine and then i got to it sort of progressed into me signing to this european label for a little while and then mm-hmm. just been corresponding with him ever since and he just released his 19th album and he's really did i mean the arrangements he did yeah are really cool. yeah they're really crazy good so yeah to have someone interpret your uh, your tune that must have been great and why and so w- tell me about oxen free and and how that relates to the year of the ox so the year of the ox is the album itself i kind of as a kid i was super into i think i was 13 when i heard dark side of the moon for the first time uh-huh. and that's like a whole story it's a whole concept and just blew me away you know yeah. so big pink floyd fan and so i for some reason i just i wrote this song that was you know you get those placemats at the chinese restaurant that tell you what animal you are in the chinese zodiac and i wrote this song the year of the ox and then i kind of just started thinking about there was this other thing i'm sort of nerdy and i'll just look up things and go down these rabbit holes and i looked up um you know a little bit more about the whole concept of the ox thing and zodiac speak i guess and Mm -hmm. and there was something else there was um like these japanese carvings on this temple and they kind of slow they show you how to it's basically a a metaphor for the ox is a metaphor for the mind that's crazy and kicking and you slowly have to tame it 
and it goes through these, I guess it's 10. Hmm. Um, so the Japanese version yeah, of the Chinese. Yeah, it's totally a different, no, it's not, it's like a separate thing, but yeah, right. somehow I found this concept of the ox being your mind and then you slowly have to tame it and so I started writing the songs based on those carvings like as they associate to my life and hmm. it was kind of a big rabbit hole to go down I don't know but that's what I did I wrote a, an album that was kind of a concept that's so, neat it doesn't, yeah. doesn't happen very much anymore no <laughs> those concept albums so the oxen free is like one of the last songs and obviously you're trying to get your mind to be still and free. And oh, interesting. Also, yeah. it, it yeah, ties yeah. into the concept of the little hide-and-seek set all Well, that's what I always... Ali, Ali, yeah. Ali, oxen free. Right. Was, yeah. Yep. It's sort of like Dark Side of the Moon concept. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it was... I, I, I won't... I won't compare myself to Pink Floyd, but that was the idea. No, but it was a really good full circle there. Yeah, yeah, that was the idea, that album. I love how the styles come together. Remind me how you guys met. It was through Allison. Well, but you, I mean, you've known Allison now for 20 years now, right? Yeah, yeah, but not initially. I mean, so... uh, So how long have you known each other? You and I have known each other, yeah, maybe five. five. Has it been five years, maybe? Since the first time It seems longer with Ron, doesn't it? I know, I know. (laughs) Well, the Acton Jazz Cafe was still in its second location. Correct. So whatever that... I think it's been three years. Three years, okay. Uh, yeah, Sounds 2013. That's when you did the, you did the the uh, the songwriter series. Yes, you, you did that at at the Acton Jazz Cafe. Yes, that's okay. That's when I yeah. I yeah. said that before you weren't listening. I, I, I'm sorry. Did you say something? <laughs> yes, that's right. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, I wasn't very elo- different. <laughs> I didn't eloquently say it though. The way that I didn't say it very well. Well, they've been in diff- they were in like three different places. Just kind of moving yeah. around since Acton Jazz. First, Cafe. they were in like a bankish place for a long time. Right. And then they were across the street. They were they in the were backside n- of a bank. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the original title for Dark Side of the Moon. Backside, backside, of, the backside of, the of the bank. I like that. <laughs> That's now. That's very now. <laughs> yeah. Backside of the bank after all this banking business has gone <laughs> backside down. Backside of the bank. Chuck's an investment you know I mean? banker, you know. <laughs> Don't <laughs> get on up. the backside of the bank. Get Be on, on the, the business end. I'm in the. I'm operational. You are. I'm not an investment banker. I thought he was for a Sorry, few years. Sorry, I was just teasing him. No, I know, I know. Ron teases me all the time <laughs> for being an investment banker. So yeah, it's we, we met thing. we met through to sort of... Um, Jen has always been a singer-songwriter, jazz, pop, rock, Latin musician, right? I guess, and, uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for all that. Um, and you're sort of like that amalgam of, of all of that. And But what is really cool is that it's unique in and of itself. I've heard, you know, and obviously you've heard the the comparisons of vocals. Yeah. I don't, I think it's like the influences just sort of come to all of us. And the fact that someone compares your voice to Stevie Wonder is so, obviously a cool compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's awesome. Ka- kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, not, only, not only, not only, that's not even just coming from one reviewer. Right. It's like almost everybody said that. And you know, the funny thing is when I, and I didn't read this review before I thought this. Right. But I was listening to your, your last album, which was Age of Blame, right? right? Yeah. I was listening to that. I'm listening. I'm like, gosh, this sounds like the brand new heavies. Oh, cool. And not, I like them too. not many people I know know who they are. Yeah. They had that big hit, Dream On, Dreamer. Right. Yep. That, was, that was such a great hit. Yeah. If they came back here, I would totally go see them. Yeah. They're and awesome. Then, and then yeah. I saw in a reviewer, someone compared you to, to them because yeah. of, of the funky sound that your yeah. band has, Lost, Lost Onion. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we're kind of 
not using that name anymore. Oh. But yeah, oh, at the I'm time. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry. Um, but uh, it's literally just, lost. It's literally lost. So I mean, we've I've been listening to it in the house uh, all, all weekend. Nice. And the kids were like, oh, this is really, what is this? Oh, cool. I'm like, I'm talking to this person on, on Monday. Isn't that cool? They're like, oh, yeah. I kids guess so. are a big test because yes. they are not easy. They are. Like, they'll be like, this oh, yeah. is terrible. If they, you know, if they, they no, won't, they won't mince words. It's a great, so funky sound. I love that you with the bass lines in there. And uh, it was just, it's a phenomenal album. Thank you. I love it. But what I, what I think about the, the comparison thing that I want to mention about Stevie is that when I hear people say that, I, what the analogy that I think of is like someone's kid owes a spitting image of you or looks like you. Yeah. When really it's the kid that basically just looks like the kid. They may have features, right. but really it's like Johnny's Johnny. Yeah. And so Jen is Jen. Yes. And what's interesting is that you have these other influences that come that, yeah, that, that maybe subliminally, subconsciously have come into your style. But I just think that it's something that the human ear like, loves to listen to or, or loves that sort of timbre and that inflection and just the, the style of the actual voice. Thanks. And so it just happens to be similar to someone like that. But yeah, anyway. I mean, I, I don't have much choice with, you, I mean, you're born with what you're physically yeah, you're with, st- you're stuck with that voice, Jen. Stuck with that voice. Yeah. No, no I, don't, I mean, that's I don't, too bad. <laughs> I don't guy. mean it in a bad way, but I, you know, it's lower <laughs> than most female voices, I suppose, and it's higher than like a male tenor, but it's somewhere in that in between where like a, if a guy was to sing a Stevie Wonder tune, maybe they would have a hard time. But I guess I, d- I guess mm-hmm, it's been mm-hmm. compared because it's kind of within the wheelhouse. I don't know. I don't want I don't I don't want to really like you said, I feel like it's I don't know. It is what I, it is. It is what it is. And I'm very <laughs> glad I'm very thankful that that comparison gets made. I, I think you're right that it's, um, I mean, obviously it's not the only thing I've ever listened to or what's influenced me or what I've... Of course. Right. But um, but if it was, it'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then you, um, or you were nominated for uh, Best Female Vocalist New England Music Awards. I think it was like the best R&B. I don't know. I forget completely to tell you the truth. I'm sorry. I but I don't think right. it was a vocalist I think it was thing. Best R&B yeah. Vocalist. Or just R&B band. I don't know. Act. Either way, I was thankful to be nominated. For I'm gonna do a little research nice. right now. Good idea. And then I'll let you guys Google. talk. <laughs> the, one of the things I was I was googling you, and I found um, you were opening for was it the Los Lobos maybe concert you yeah. were opening for? It looks like a park ranger introduced yeah. you or something, right? Yeah, it was right. And in Lowell. Yeah, yeah. and um, and you came on and, and you started playing the piano. It was very the, the funky part didn't start yet. It was kind of quiet, and then you started singing, and it was like it's like boom. Yeah, I mean, oh, your your voice is so powerful. It's almost like you. I mean, I've heard you. I, I, I was listening to your album already, and so right. I know how great a voice you have. But but when you first start that that note, whatever you're saying, it's just so like. I mean, it's kind of it's surprising. It's like oh, oh gosh, what's coming out of this woman? It's Thanks. So fun. It's phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you. It's phenomenal. We gotta we gotta um, have you sing for the frogs. That's what we definitely have to have, sure. you, have you come on. Actually, you just you just sang for um, Ron on his song. We were just at Willie oh, Mammoth. I did. That's right. That was fun. It was obviously Willie had a, Mammoth. Yeah. I love that had voice. a had a big impact on you. Right, you had to think for a second, right? Yeah, no, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had a, a big impact on me. Um, but, but I heard I heard that I heard that after the fact, and that sounded great. Thanks. You left, you left early. That was but. fun. Yeah. Yeah, we added horns to that. So someday cool. in maybe 2018, yeah. we'll release that nice. song. So you said it's not, you're not using the Onion name anymore. So did you change? What, um, what happened? Since? It's just, yeah, it's been the name for a long time. I'm not going to try to date myself too much mm-hmm. on how long. 
But um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where it's time to let the jersey kind of rise to the ceiling. Okay. And I'm just, for now, going by my own name for now. Okay. And are you are you doing more solo stuff of just you and the piano, or are you still with it? Are you kind of mixing Not necessarily. It it's about the same. Okay. I always did solo stuff on the side yeah. and band stuff. I mean, it's, you know, it depends on the gig and the yeah, right. logistics and the right. Okay. So uh, I have an announcement to make. Okay. Um, I've done some research on the internets, <laughs> nice. as they say, and this is the uh, New England Music Awards. Right. And in March 10th in 2012, there was a post, and uh, it speaks about this woman here at playing at the Hard Rock Cafe. Is Let's that you? See. I can't yes, see. Jen. That's, yes, Jen. That's yep. far away. I can't see it. Yeah, he's 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 very old. Oh, there you go. That's <laughs> you. Yep. There's an. There you go. Playing a Roland. Interesting. That was, I think, what they had there because it was kind of a. Hmm. There was a bunch of people playing that whole night. Yeah. Usually play yeah. a stage, right? A, a Nord I stage. Do yeah. but I. Luckily, uh, you know, if I don't have to carry that thing oh, I know. anywhere. Well, today yeah. you're going to have to slum it on my <laughs> Electro 3, which is only 18 pounds, by the way. Yeah, I know. So it, did, it does say that Jen Kearney, do you pronounce your name Kearney? It's actually Kearney. 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 So Thank the you park for telling ranger that. was right. Yeah. He pronounced it Kearney, and yep. I'm like, I'm sorry. The park, okay. ranger, the park ranger got it wrong, but he was it's, right. There's vo- there's vowels in there. So you can't you can ne- you should never doubt the park ranger. Yeah, that's right. You should always Shouldn't. believe what he says. Kearney, Kearney, Kearney. Jen Kearney, who was nominated as best R and B slash soul act, oh, right. gave an amazing amazing performance. So that was 2012. Right. Okay. No wonder I don't remember any of it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> When did you start playing out on, uh, you know, uh, what, what is your background? You, you grew up in Boston area. Yep. Okay. And did you go to school for music? I did. Not at Berkeley. Okay. Uh, that's an, I couldn't read music when I was going to be, I, I was 18. I yeah. still couldn't, I didn't know what a G Clef was. I yeah. I just played by ear all my life. And okay. I. Really? And the, but you're a piano player. Yeah. And you're still, and you don't, you know, read music. No, Interesting. I, well, like, I do now do a now. little. Yeah. But not, you know, I mean. Yeah, I I I've learned a, great a lot. Piano player, Thanks, I mean. I've learned a lot in a, in, a, in the years since. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I couldn't read music when I was going to school, so I ended up actually going to UMass Lowell because they let me audition and you know gave me a shot, and I I, I stayed there for a while. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish. That's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I did stu- Yeah, I, I studied under some other nice, great private teachers and. And when you left there, or when you stopped going there, anyways, yep. um, did you go right into right into playing? This yeah, was, this I started a career. Playing open mic nights and um, I wouldn't say I, you know, I was full time at it because I was kind of just still having to have a job and yeah, juggle it all. But yeah, but that was that was the goal. That was the goal. Yeah, yeah. And teaching as well during that no, time, or is that a recent? I didn't teach until probably seven years ago ish. It's because I, you know, I had to sort of learn how to read before I could teach because <laughs> you don't want to yeah. be counting the lines and spaces with the kids. <laughs> So, yeah. All cows yeah. eat grass. <laughs> right. Do you know what that is, Chuck? Just be quiet. <laughs> it's back to cows. That's why I, I wanted know. to bring the conversation. Yeah. Gotta let it go, man. Sorry, gotta let it, gotta let go of the cow. Okay. Um, uh, so okay, so you so you you had this as as you decided to move in that direction. When did you have you always have you always been um, writing? Had you always been writing before you you got to college, or something that happened afterwards? No, I didn't really write songs. Um, I didn't sing until after college. I really? just played the piano. Yeah, I didn't sing till I was twenty-ish. You 20 didn't know you had until ish. you started using it after yeah. after college. Yep. 
My goodness. Did you have you taken lessons for singing at all? Probably four or so. Wow. Just to see I've taken some lessons with Mark Baxter who's in um he's really good. He's like a preservist. Like he's a very he knows so much about the voice and so making sure out. you're not yeah. yeah. So I, I wanted to go to him to make sure it wasn't killing like preventative. The voice. Yeah. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah, he's he's really great if you can ever So when you sang as, did you sing as a kid, but just did yeah. you did anyone realize that you couldn't carry a tune fairly well here's the funny thing about touching on the the low the alto part was that um i did i played the violin in school i faked the reading all the time just played it but i you're (laughs) playing all these really hard instruments that usually require some kind of notation yeah i guess experience Uh, and then i was in like chorus thank you but chorus needed i don't know they always need sopranos or what is this they kind of just threw me into that so i would sing a lot of like falsetto and then i was in a high school band and i would sing a lot of Led Zeppelin, so a lot of like high Robert Plant kind of right. falsetto. So I really developed that part of my voice. And then actually when I met these two guys in college um, that were doing the open mic night that I kind of went to after I decided to leave college, one of them said like, you know what? You're not really singing with your voice. Mm. You know, you're kind of doing this like frilly thing. And so that kind of hit me and I started to explore really sort of belting things out. And, it, you know, it was a little wonky at first, of course. And yeah. Just kind of went from there. So... Yeah. Wow. That's why that. Well, there's so much about your voice too that uh, it's the quality of it, of course, and the well, I guess uniqueness, but it's um, it's the ear because what I mean, I remember when you sang, you know, in the recording session, but also just live, of course. You know, there's something about the ear with people that can sort of you know where to go. It's just like oh, playing thanks. the keyboard or playing, you know, playing a guitar like a, a soloist. Yeah. And so right, you can riff. It's not just singing the. Oh, I mean, you're thanks. yeah, you're you're someone who can kind of just wing it when you're up there too as far as like you know just kind of going oohs and ahs and things like that yeah. and, and taking a, a word in, di- in different places without having it be something that you've memorized you're obviously not yeah. thinking about it while you're doing it and so Thanks. that's the great yeah. thing about it this is just about us throwing love at oh, you I, I hope you realize take that I'll take it I'll so, take the free glass so you get a free glass you get a sticker. sticker and a lot of love coming, our, coming our way <laughs> That's all you need. Um, so when did you start? Uh, so you started. You said you started, you started doing open mics. Yeah. Um, how long have you been? How long were you with this band? Have you been this, with this band from the beginning? Have you been through no. a couple different bands and stuff like that before before this one? Yeah. Um, so the open mic thing led to a really cool thing. I don't know if you guys know these guys, but Kevin Stevenson and Scott Pittman, they were in this band called The Shods. No. And they were I also so. in this previously in this band called Duck Duck, and they were pretty popular. Boston? This was in Lowell, and they, they also took, you know, they were pretty big in the Boston scene mm-hmm. as well. But they um, they did this project. It was called the Poorhouse Sessions, and they started their own, like, fake label. They found this reel-to-reel at a yard sale, and they decided they wanted to record local songwriters as though Sam Phillips had done it. So just with, like, two mics in the room, like, very mm-hmm. Elvis Presley with right. delay. and so Just gathered around the microphone kind yeah, of Yeah, well, yeah, so... Uh, I think there's, I don't know, there's probably like 12, 12 songwriters on the album from like the Lowell and Boston areas. And they, we just all recorded live, these live songs. So I really kind of learned how to write a song and have it be like recording ready for the studio Mm because you couldn't overdub or it's just going to be real to real. It's like, real to real. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so we did that. Not only did I do my own songs, but we would all just show up and play on each other's songs. Like I'd play piano for people or, you know, so that sort of started getting me into that whole 
So the recording process really kind of drew you into it. To but, songwriting? Yeah. yeah, I guess so. I mean, huh. be, going to open mic nights and listening to other people's songs and then deciding I wanted to try to do that too. And then having this recording project where I had two songs on that album. Yeah. You know, which was cool. It wasn't like a whole album right away. It was just two songs that were kind of shaped by the band that was in the room. So it was kind of old school. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was a great way to just, I was glad that that's the way that I started because it, I think it teaches you, especially about studio time, it's not, it's not cheap. And no, it's not. you can wing it these days, but it's like, it's nice to have, it's just, you know, it's good to have at least a sort of a plan. And I think I've just always had that mentality now that, you know, get your yeah. song as done as you, as you can, I yeah. guess, you know. Yeah, that's the, always, was our, that was our goal when we went in. <laughs> we, it didn't end up being that way since we changed so much of our songs when yeah. we were in the studio. But that's but, that's kind of the cool thing about now, I guess. Yeah, is that you can. It does it does help, but I, you know, and there's the I mean, there's still that kind of fear once they hit record, and, yeah. you, and for some reason your fingers don't work yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but but there is that freedom. At least you you know you're not wasting all that tape anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never recorded on tape, so I don't. Even, but oh, I, can, really? I can imagine. Yeah. Um, that it's kind of terrifying <laughs> yeah no i mean it's i think we left a, you know it was very raw like we we definitely left there was a few tracks not mine but there was one where the phone rang in the middle they left it mm. <laughs> in. Uh, okay it's good <laughs> it's just really that's what they did in the that's Floyd, what we do here we let Floyd the train go by too. yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah when you play live do you i'm just sort of thinking about the um i've seen you play and heard you play with keys and a little bit of guitar, more actually not live with the guitar. I, I saw that. this video of you playing the guitar. I saw that. Yeah, the video. Okay, yeah. But live in person, have you, do you do any performances where you just sing? Yeah. I mean, not usually mm-hmm. with my own original stuff, yeah. but um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes with my original stuff, if I have a second keyboard player, or if I have. I know, yeah, you did in the Lost Onion, you yeah. had another keyboardist, right? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're fantastic busy. band. Yeah, <laughs> They're fantastic. busy. Fantastic Yeah, band. tell, yeah. so... You know, remind. And speaking of that, um, the lunar interlude tune. Oh yeah, I love that. that. Thanks. Did you write that one? I did. Yeah, I mean, I figured you did, but it was on the album. But it's it's uh it's so it's funky, but it's just very tasteful funky and so tight and just and there's no lyrics. Right. Right. You had a sort of a concept album thing for Year of the Ox. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then. For Age of Blame, did you have a, a thought in mind, sort of pre-writing, that you wanted to create a concept album, or no? This one wasn't mm. wasn't so much. I mean, a little bit. I think all of them. I think you don't have a choice when you write a certain time period of your life that it's gonna mm-hmm. sort of tie in, you know, to what's going on. <laughs> There's gonna be, you know, unless it takes 13 years like Axl Rose. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think uh, you're writing what you're going through at the time, and so it's kind of a collection like that. I mean, it wasn't as specific as The Year of the Ox because that was more, I even tied in, like, melodic things or, yep. you know, lyrical things together. But this was more, um, Age of Blame, that is, was more just an album. I mean, just, I guess you can call it Did conceptual you? in a way. I mean, it has right. different, it has sort of similar threads with lyrics going Yeah. On, and, and the, the lyrics themselves, do you, it, let's say, take Sanctuary Sabotage, for example. Mm-hmm. Do you hear a melody first and then sort of have a concept of a lyric and try to match it? Or do you sort of, do you, are you sort of the type of person that has, you write down almost a poem and then create music to that? In that case, because it's always different. It's like, yeah, it's just, 
I don't really have a, I wish there was a good formula that made sense and didn't make me crazy when I write songs. I mean, I literally kind of can drive myself a little to the edge sometimes with Mm -hmm. like how much I think about everything. But um, that in particular was kind of like a poem. And then I I just, you know, I wrote the song separately and kind of put them together. Hmm. So that's often how things go. Sometimes you start with lyrics. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, it was a poem. So yeah. I didn't, it, you or, know, it was, or words or yeah, words. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I write a lot of journal things and right. just to keep myself writing things. Cause I feel like it, you know, little things come out out of all the like jabber in your head. There's like one line that sometimes will come out that becomes a chorus or becomes something. So in that case, it was a cool, it was like a poem I was writing and, um, yeah, I wrote the music later and then I kind of just thought they went together and made it fit. I, I changed some of the poem to fit, you know? Yeah. Now was so the, the music that you first started writing. Yeah. Was it your typical singer songwriter stuff, or w- were you already doing like the funky kind of things that you're doing now, or is uh, there kind of a genre that we're not even talking about? I was about yet? always. I started with rock. I guess I had like a rock trio. I played more guitar in that band. Like, oh really? Yeah. I used to like, you know, pedals to like make dynamics happen, like distortion pedals, and wow. So I was a just a bass player, a drummer, and myself. And we did sort of like rock. It was almost like I was really into Lenny Kravitz at the end of high school. And I loved that. It's just like that soul, but like really rock. And you were in the electric guitar. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I can't, I can't like play lead or anything, but I can right, play just heavy chords pretty good, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. rhythm guitar. And yeah. so that's what, that's what I started writing. Cool. They were simpler, but they were like rock soul, you know. So when did you start getting into funk? Uh, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I don't ever really like associate with being completely like i've really ex- extensively studied this style because I, right. I just don't i don't want to feel like a poser about it i yeah, just yeah. it's just kind of i love listening to funk and soul and rock and latin and yeah so i just feel like it kind of like oh the osmosis just you know it just well it's an interesting mix in. because you're doing funk and you're doing yeah and you're doing latin in there too right There's a lot of that stuff is that right. is um is that some of your background at, at all the uh, la- latin? latin no i'm not uh you mean like like it's from your family or something like that you listened to that growing up or something like that actually no i listened to like probably santana yeah knows that's about it <laughs> yeah. as, as, as far as what i knew about right. like real but then i <laughs> did a stint as a I was a. I went to culinary school. Also, oh, after yeah, no. music school, yeah, two things after are really make school? a lot of money: chefs and <laughs> musicians. Uh, after music school, yep, I got into cooking pretty passionately, and then huh. I worked at a bakery. That was, you know, you have to be up at like three. Yeah, screw just, that. Yeah, screw that. But Time the only thing make. that'll keep you up is I, I would get. I was gigging too. You gig till two. Yeah, and then you go to the bakery. Yeah, I just kind of wouldn't. That's sleep. the only way to do it. And then you'd pass out into the flour. <laughs> That's what you but the way I stopped, I didn't pass out was that I would listen to Con Salsa, you know, till, well, actually, that's only until three. There was some AM station that played, it's all So you're Latin listening music. to Latin music on the radio. Yeah. Ah. And like, just in the bakery by myself, like, dancing around and making cakes, you know, at four in the morning. Because I love the fact on the album, it's, you've got the, you've got the, the funk kind of song, and then it goes... Re- the next song is like a Latin. Right. And it, I, I love having them both on the same album. I think it yeah. doesn't hurt that the players that are on this particular album, they are really like, you know, if you want to talk about funk, these are the kind of, solid. they're just very <laughs> solid. They've been playing at, you know, the same residency for a bunch of years. That is like the funk night. Where is at, that? At Wally's in Boston. So they, oh, you know, I they, didn't know that. Yeah. I, Amy Bellamy and Aaron Bellamy and Pete, they've oh, all been I playing. So they have been. this like Jedi. Oh. 
Like those guys, when they play together, it's just like just stay, out of, stay probably, out of the way and I, hope that you can. That's <laughs> a good way to describe it. Is Jedi. Um, that's 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 really neat. I didn't know that they had that Wally's connection. Yeah. You know what I love about Wally's more than how yeah. great the music is. <laughs> yeah. It's the only place in Boston that you can go, and there's African Americans and white Boston, literally fifty-fifty. Really? Yeah. Where is it? Where's Wally's? And everyone's there. Just li- it's downtown near. Um, it's sort of on the border of Roxbury and South Boston. Yes. Right. It's, it's near BMC Boston oh, Med- I Medical been Center. There. I have been. There. It's like a brownstone. It's Years the first ago. I've been yeah. there. And I remember. I mean, I haven't been there in probably five five, six years, but I've always been just amazed when you walk in and it's, it's, it's a mix of I people. hate to use the word, but it's colorless almost. It's just like, it's jazz. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I and don't know, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's special. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's African American owned. I think it's one of the first venues that was in that area, like since the forties, I think they've been around. Really? I mean, I'm not long. sure. I, I, you probably no, no, should look it up. I don't want to be wrong, but. Well, I can do my research. Yeah. I have the, I have an internet but they, here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's where a lot of the kids from this, the music schools that are in Boston go to cut their teeth or learn whatever. And Yeah. Because it's near know. Berkeley. I mean. Yeah. It's so you live in, you live in Maynard. Yeah. And I know you play in Lowell a lot. Is, are there places that you play that you, that you gravitate to that you play a lot at around here in Boston? I, yeah, I like um, in Boston. I like the Lizard Lounge a lot. I think it's com- it's a just cool. Feels like a party. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and um, we used to play at church. That's now gone. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, yeah, I guess I'd love to play some of the bigger venues. It's just um, they've all they're changing a lot. It's it's all changing ownership so much. It's hard to yeah. reestablish those. Um, we did that festival. You uh, didn't you do the festival uh, Lowell. at Lowell? Yeah. You planned that festival in Lowell. Oh, the folk festival. The folk yeah, festival I mean, there? I I did live in Lowell for a very long time, yeah. so I do a lot of you know. There's a lot of great stuff going on of, in Lowell. There is, yeah. The and the the Los Lobos show was actually part of the summer music series that they right the summer music series. Yeah, so I've played a bunch of those, opening for really cool acts that I was like, wow. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been lucky. Yeah, and Daryl Hall, you open up for Daryl Hall. Hall. Yeah, when was that? That was. I've heard of him. Yeah, that was like maybe 2012 or 2011 or earlier. I don't know. It's all hazy. Today. That's cool. So he did his own show. Did you invite like him? Dad, yeah, did he invite you to his house yet? He didn't. He I, you know, it's funny because he actually took a like a little plane, and I guess he landed in Beverly by accident instead of <laughs> Bedford, <laughs> oh, <laughs> where the Hanscom right. Yeah, Be- Hanscom's yeah. in, in Bedford, yeah. So he was late, Ish. so we played Carpet. an extra, like, I don't know, half an hour at least ah, until okay. he could get from Beverly. So I didn't... So he owes you. Daryl. He, he owes you me. for, for yeah. covering for him. Yeah. Then he should definitely... I didn't really him. get to meet him, unfortunately. And stuff. Uh, Los well, Lobos, I did. They when he really hears this, he's going to feel badly. Yeah. And he's going to know that he should invite you to his house. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> actually, speaking good. of Daryl and his house... He has the Jen Kearney perspective because he plays music in this really cool studio, and then he cooks with them. Oh, right! And they right. have a chef, Daryl's house, so live from Daryl's house. Yeah. Nice. That's why you could go and you could you could play from, then you could cook from. Yeah. What are you going to do next? You think? Yeah, that's my next question. Oh, really? What's next for you? What's next? Uh, as far as gigs go. As or? far as you're going to go back in the studio soon? Are you writing right now? Yeah, I'm just writing right now, and I. Historically, have not been a prolifically fast. Is that prolifically a word? Maybe sure. Redundant. I haven't been prolific about you know. Yeah. Writing a ton of songs. They just sort of come in these batches, I guess. Oh, I saw you did. You did the Tiny Desk concert video. Yeah. You did that one too. We saw. Yeah. I saw you do that one. Yeah. That was that fun. Was fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To the moon. Uh, no. I did Age of What'd Blame you? for that one. Oh, Age of Blame. That's right. Yeah. 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 It's just me and Pete. We did. Yeah. White stripe style drums and keyboards and. Yeah. What was he playing a cajon? 
I didn't no, see. No, he was, was playing a drum kit. Oh, I couldn't really tell. Really, yeah. it was yeah. He was very subtle about it. Yeah, quiet. Yeah. yeah. And you haven't left Boston. No. You like Boston? Yeah. I mean, it's always been a great, thriving music scene. I think it still is. I think it's a. I mean, it seems to have a little bit less of a reputation than, than L.A. and New York. But yeah. I mean, there's two like magnificent music schools right. that people come from everywhere to go to. So then these people from everywhere go and play these clubs. And that's, you know, I mean, that's what you kind of a magical formula. Right. right? So we're actually going to a, uh, a conference next week. I can't remember who it, who's running it, but it's a conversation about the state of Boston music venues. And right. How a lot of them are, this, it's, uh, it's in Alston, I think. Yeah. We're going to, it's on Monday night. Yeah, I think I, I saw think. that. Um, we're going to go check that out and see what people have to say. Cool. But, um, but yeah, you just mentioned church was gone and, yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, it's got to be hard to keep things open when people want to stay home and watch Netflix. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like it's hard to get it is harder to get people off the couch now because. But other towns are kind of stepping up. I mean, I know. I mean, Lowell has yeah. a lot of music there yeah. going on now, and I think even Maynard isn't Maynard so having some music um, a little bit. Little I don't. Bit, right? I haven't been here too too long. Okay. It's only been a couple months, so I, you know, literally still have boxes that I'm trying to oh, so you've determine been, whether I should just. So that's when you've been here. Sell yeah. them or. <laughs> yeah, there's like I think Serendipity Cafe or something. Yeah, it's kind of a neat little place. To yeah, play. they have like acoustic type yeah. stuff. Actually, some friends of mine have played there and yeah. hung out there. And it's yeah, it's got a cool little artist. Yeah, it is vibe a cool over there colony there. Yep. Yeah. Um. Well, there's a there's a there's a Nord keyboard oh, behind yeah. you. So there is. And we'd be honored if you would sing and play something for us if if you're up for doing okay. that. Okay, I can try that. Can you do that for us? Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be really hard sitting where you are though. It's true. It's, That's true. We'll we'll move things we'll around. Move it, yeah. Okay. Um, but before you do that, um, how can people find out where you are playing and and all that? I know there's Jen Kearney. Jen Kearney. <laughs> Right. Dot com. Dot com. Uh-huh. Right. And, yep. uh, and you keep that up to date pretty well. I've been, I, I've been, I've been looking at that. I try to. You try to. Who did the who did the, the sort of the sketch of you? That's oh, cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. This guy named Alexi Nalipa. That's he really does neat. That. Yeah. He does these like watercolors while you're playing. He'll, he'll do he does, Oh. He's one of those he's guys inspired. that can do. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I just thought it was I want to make a T-shirt out. Of it. I want to just I love that. Totally. Watercolor so much. And so. you have uh, you have three albums out. Eat, yes. Year of the Ox, and Age of Blame. Yeah, yeah. And uh, do you have any vinyl? Do you have anything on no, vinyl? No, oh, I know that's one of my goals. I want to get something yeah. I do on vinyl. Chuck uh, loves, but vinyl. you do have uh, yeah. you, you do have them on CDs. I do, of course, and you can get them on iTunes. Yeah, and uh, where else can you get them? From your site? Yeah, from my site. I think you can probably go through all the normal port. They're on. It's on Pandora and Spotify also. Right. If you want to. <laughs> You want me to get point we, zero, we zero, en- zero We encourage we encourage everybody to buy the physical <laughs> yeah, artifact. Right. Yeah. So that, that's um, nice. Definitely go to jenkearney.com. <laughs> yep. Can you spell that, that Chuck? Up. I can spell a lot of things. It's just J E N. It might be yeah. children listening. Uh, yes, it's just J E N. All right. Well, let's uh, let's hear something. You, you know, you know, you want to play for us? Sure. I, I think I'll just play Age of Blame. I think that's the it's great. That's a it's easy solo one to do. Awesome. All right. All right. Let's let's hear this. You ready to go? Sure. All right. Hit it.
So that's our show for today. We would like to thank Jen, of course, for taking the time to speak with us and Woods Hill Table for their hospitality and letting us record. If you want information about Jen, you can go to jenkearney.com. You can purchase the latest album, Age of Blame, or other albums, of course, on iTunes and CD Baby. Check out our own website at abovethebasement.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, listen and subscribe to our podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and look at all the nice pictures we always post on Instagram. We are everywhere. On behalf of Chuck and myself, please tell your friends about Above the Basement. Thanks for listening. And remember, Boston music, like its history, is unique.